Welcome to the anointed and practical teaching of Pastor Namti Odukoya. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will not only be a blessing to you, but make you more Christ-centered. God bless. Genesis 19 from verse 15. Because we are talking about Lord's wife today. Remember Lord's wife. So we are talking about salt. From verse 15. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lord to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. We will never be consumed in the punishment of the city in Jesus' name. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. When there's trouble in the city, the Lord will always bring us out of the city in Jesus' name. 17. It came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Then Lot said to them, Please, no, my lords. Indeed, now, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains, lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zoar. Amen. And Luke 17, verse 32, where we get the title of the message from. Luke 17, 32. And it says, remember Lot's wife. That's the whole verse. Remember Lot's wife. And it is our title for today's message. Every day we remember people. We remember people who've done us right. We remember people who've done us wrong. We remember people. I mean, there's every day, there's not a single day which will go by without you remembering somebody. I remember my mother as we celebrate Mother's Day. I know those of, of you who have their mothers here have celebrated them, are celebrating them, and they're taking them out or they're cooking for them. They're going to celebrate them. That's how they are remembering the, their love. I remember my mother. I remember many things that happened, beautiful memories. One of them is when I was still in London and I wanted to go home for summer as usual. And I just decided I'm tired of buying new clothes each time we, I go home for summer. If you've lived abroad, you would know that, you know, there's most times you wear jeans and warm clothes. So summer is kind of short. I used to have more winter clothes than summer clothes. So my summer clothes would always be fairly new, but I would have to buy new ones so that, you know, my friends and neighbors would not think she's, she keeps coming. She keeps recycling the new, the same clothes each time she comes home. You understand if you're a lady you would understand. So I called my mom in good faith. I said, 
you know, I explained to her all this, what I've told you right now. And I said, this time around, I think, please, can I come with my trousers? You know, I had to ask her because trousers were not allowed in her house. Please, can I come with my trousers this time? You know, I'm, I'm above 30. I mean, I'm working. I mean, you know, you know how things are. Can I please come with my trousers because of this situation? And it will save us money. So we'll be able to do other things with money. She said, no, come with your skirts and dresses. I said, no, but I've explained. She said, no. I said, okay, that means I'm not coming home then. She said, that's fine. I was hurt. Very, very upset. Okay, fine then, bye. And I called one of my friends. Can you imagine my mom? What is trousers? God, you know, started preaching. You know, when you preach to a choir. God, this doesn't care about me. No, 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 no. Why that? Is she? No, no. I said to her, I've told her I'm not even coming home anymore. My friend said, no, you will go home. Because whatever they do, they are getting older. Whatever they do, you have to honor them. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. You have to honor them because they are not with you for a long time. They are not with you forever. Mm. The words made sense to me. So, so you will go. You will find what you would wear and go and visit her. My friend helped me calm down. And she, on top of that, she even bought my mom a lovely skirt. Which I took, <laughs> I took home. I told her the story when I got home. And she said my friend was a good girl. So, mothers understand when there's no urgency. For me, it was kind of urgent. But mothers are never in a hurry. When you feel like there's an urgency concerning something, they know that that's not important. She knew I, could, I would make a way. I'll find a way. Didn't I find a way? They always know better. Mothers always know what to do. They do. Even when you're older, like I was older, but he, my mom still knew what to do. When just to finish off the story. When I got married, she couldn't say anything anymore. When I would be coming with my husband, I would be dressed nicely with my trousers and everything. <laughs> you know, because she's in heaven, so I can tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But mothers, once you have a child, um, every mother knows that you start sacrificing for a child. When you enter a shop, most times, you look at the stuff for the children before you look for what you would buy for yourself. You think about them more than you think about yourself. It is a wonderful thing to be a mother. Even those who do not have biological children. Every woman loves a child. When there are just a few who don't. But every, mostly women love children. Every woman is a mother. We would always say that. We always say that. We always repeat that. Every woman is a mother. You always love a child. You want to put a child ahead of you. You want to put a child before you. But today... God has given us a case study. He says, remember Lord's wife. This is a case study because we don't have enough information about Lord's wife. We don't know much, much about him. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. You know how it works with a case study. They give you a scenario. This is what happened. And then you have to think, okay, what was the problem here? What caused the problem? How can, you, how can we solve the problem? And how does this problem relate to us? If this were to happen to us, how would we solve it? So the same thing, this family. Remember Lot's wife. Something happened in Lot's family. And we need to have a look at it and learn. And see how we will not be mentioned as pillars of salt. Hallelujah. 
try to research. How did they meet? Could not find where they met. When did they get married? I could not find when they got married. Because I wanted to know, was she there when Lot, when Lot left Abraham? I could not just find anything. But the minute she's introduced to us, she's dying. Because of disobedience. May we be known as people who obey the instructions in Jesus' name. The minute she's introduced to us, boom, she's dead. We didn't get to here. The first time was uh, the angel, take your wife and the daughters who are here. And then the angel held them by hand. That's when he mentioned him. He had nothing, nothing exchanged. But as I looked at this case study, I was like, was there a time when Lot's wife was supposed to have said something in this family? I was like, yes, if she had been there when Lot's servants had a squabble with Abraham's servants, that was the time Lot's wife should have said something. Because I'm like, even if Lot was a a hot-headed man and he didn't want to listen, she should have said something when Lot was fighting with Abraham and when Lot was choosing a better place than Abraham. You know the story, we always preach about that situation when Lot chose first and then God uh, told Abraham to look as far as his eyes could see and gave him the land. We always emphasize on the, on the lack of wisdom of Lot, how he chose first. And so now, looking at this case study, I was like, Lot's wife, was she there? If most likely she was, if she was there, why didn't she say anything to Lot? Why didn't she give advice to her husband? To say no, but look at this man. He has had you under for all this while. Why would you want to leave him now that you are doing well? No, we do not do well, my husband. Let's stay with these people. Let's honor them. Just like my friend advised me to honor my mother. You need people who will always advise you rightly in Jesus' name. We need people who always advise you right because when you're angry, you act, you act on your emotions and sometimes you make wrong decisions. I was like, Lord's wife, are there any other women in the Bible who gave advice to their husbands? Even when their, their husbands were hot-headed people. I was like, yes, they were. I looked at the Bible and I saw Pontius Pilate's wife. Remember Pontius Pilate was the one to give the word that they should kill Jesus. But the wife wrote a letter. Matthew 27. She wrote a letter and sent it to her husband. Please, my husband, don't have anything to do with that righteous man. Because I was troubled last night. I had a dream about that man. He's righteous. Don't do anything about him. The Bible wrote it down. So when you give advice to somebody, it is important. It is recorded. Whether it's good or bad. There is no lukewarmness. The Bible says spiritually, we should not be lukewarm. God hates lukewarmness. God hates it when we are on the fence. God wants us to either be cold or be hot. He says, if you are, because you are neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. Anytime you find yourself in a situation where you are on the fence, pray to God. I'd rather be cold or hot. I can't be on the fence. So I think she was lukewarm in this case. She was on the fence, Lord's wife. Because if Pontius Pilate's wife, in the, you know how it was, the mob was angry. It was a critical time for Pontius Pilate. But she was able to chip in her advice. Pontius Pilate, I don't know whether it was because of the wife. The Bible says, 
when he listened to Jesus' case, he felt like he, that he had not done anything wrong. So he said, bring water. He washed his hands and said, I have nothing to do with this man. His blood is on you. I am innocent. So I don't know if it was just only that or because, maybe because of what the wife had advised him. Not only here, not only her, Pontius Pilate's wife. Also Jezebel. Jezebel advised her husband Ahab when she got home one day and Ahab was sad, depressed. He wasn't even eating. And she said, oh, oh, what happened to my husband? Why are you not eating? Why are you you sad? So he said, because I wanted Naboth's vineyard and he didn't want to give it to me. That's why I'm sad, child. Because you are envious. When somebody else's vineyard, you won't even eat. Anyway, being a bad wife that she was, you know she's notorious. She planned everything very well. This is how Naboth is going to die. And he died the very same way she had ordered. She intervened because she wanted to see her husband happy. She intervened and made sure that Naboth died. Not only her, there's a beautiful wife by the name of Abigail. The Bible says, it's only her that the Bible mentions that she was married to a fool. So, and she knew it. Everybody knew it. I don't know how they got together. I don't know how some people meet. (laughs) Maybe he was handsome. Uh, And then he was loaded. The Bible says he was rich. So, watch why you're following him. Or watch why you're following her. So, there was a time this guy ridiculed David's men. And David was very angry. He was on his way to kill them. And one of the men went to tell Abigail, we are almost dying. This guy has done this and that. So she quickly arranged for food, put the food together and, and rode on the donkey to meet David. And she got off the donkey. She begged him and David's anger was appeased. David said, you are a wise woman. You help me not to kill this foolish man with my hand. And when she went back, she saw him like drinking. He was still drunk. He didn't even know what had happened. And she said, I'm not going to talk to him now. I'm going to wait for him to be sober. Always talk to him when he's sober. The best way to talk to him is on your knees. Did you hear that? When he's angry coming at that, you are also angry. Speed fire or speed fire. No, speed fire, I kneel down. Do not speed fire. Calm down in simple terms. Just like Abigail. When she, ev- she eventually would tell him what happened, his heart stopped. It was like, for how many days? Ten days. And eventually he died. But I'm not, about, I'm not about telling the story. It's about the fact that some women did intervene because they were wives. Even though the situation did not, was not conducive for them to talk, but they still talked. They still said something. The worst, I'm sure they thought, the worst they could do is to kill me, but let them hear. God has made me his helpmate, so I will do something, whether it's in a bad way or in a good way, but we will always choose the good way in Jesus' name. So, how does this relate to us? We are, we are mothers, we are wives. We have our husbands, and our husbands obviously have us. 
But you find that there are situations that one member of the family will put the whole family in trouble. One member of the family, maybe a father, or maybe a mother in some cases, but maybe a, a father will be making money, money through dubious means, will be cheating people, will be practicing fraud, and be, he will be sending children to school with the same money that he stole from people. That money is accursed. Remember Lord's wife. If you don't say anything, I'm not saying, no, don't say, but you know why you should say something. Because that person is a child of God. They might repent. But if you don't say anything, you're just enjoying the lovely bags. You're enjoying, what else? Lovely shoes. You're enjoying, you're enjoying to be seen as rich. But you know that there are people crying somewhere because this person is stealing to feed you. You know why that is wrong? Or maybe a person is in a cult. They've given their soul. You don't have to say it all the time. Prayerfully say it once. And the word is enough for the wise. Say it. Say it. If you are a child of God, say it. So that it is known you are a helpmeet. You don't want. Why are you saying it? It's for the sake of your children. Remember Abigail. She saved everyone including her children. Because David would have killed everyone. If you do not say it. When most times, when people like that die, that's how their money dies with them. And you, the children suffer, not only financially, they would even suffer spiritually because a person would have opened up some curses over their lives. Because they would have been living in a house that was, was, was stolen. Stealing is bad. It was bad in the Bible to steal bad now. Just because we're used to it now, we're celebrating. Those who steal does not make it right. Lot's wife did not say anything. There was a man in the Bible by the name of Achan, Joshua chapter 7. When you read the story, you feel bad for the children. Because he, they, when they conquered Jericho, the, God said, gave instruction. When God gives instruction, let's adhere to it. God said, do not take anything. But Achan decided to take a rope, take gold, take silver. And he went and hid it under his tent. When Joshua went again to fight the city of Ai, there was a problem. They lost. And they, they, they searched themselves. Why are we losing? Didn't you do it? You know, I thought we were in good terms with God. But why are we losing all of a sudden? God told them that one of you did what I said you should not do. And then obviously they found out it was Achan and Every, the Bible said his family, his daughters, his sons, everybody was stoned to death because of one man. God is able to make you prosper. Remember what he said in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He says he has plans for you to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a hope and a future. There's no future in the devil. There's no future in doing the wrong things to make money. There's no future. No matter the amount of pressure. There's no future there. It's only bad for a moment. I mean, the, the scriptures are still there. What does it profit a man. To gain the whole world. And lose his soul. It is not worth it. Let us be children of God. As God would want us to be. It doesn't matter. If you, do, if you have to drink curry and granats. Every day. It does not matter. God one day 
we bring you through. As long as you trust him, he will give you a creative idea that will bring you money that you would not even have enough room to contain. He is God. He's faithful. He cares for you. That's why you have to say it. Because maybe that person who's doing that thing will come back to their senses and say, yeah, that's true. I should trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I should not lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I should acknowledge him. And he will direct my path. Yes, I should trust him. And he will grant me the desires of my heart. If I want to be rich, yes, I will be rich. But why, why do I want to be rich? Most times, the Bible, sometimes the Bible says, we have not because we ask not. And now even when we have, because we are, even when we ask, we ask amiss. Because it's just for our own selfish desires. God knows why you want to have what you want to have. God is a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a God of second chance. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. You don't have to feel condemned. God is a God of second chance. He has many chances. He gives us over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. So, if Lot's wife, in my thinking in this case study, had said something, they would have stayed with Abraham and all this would not have happened. Why did she choose to look back? I was asking myself. I mean, we always hear, okay, that's because he loved the world. Which could be true. When I was doing my research, some people were saying, because she had some daughters there. Remember, the, the Bible says, when, I, when we read here, it says, your, the angel said, take your daughters, your wife, your daughters which are here. So some daughters were not here. The Lord had just gone to talk to his sons-in-law, and they thought he was joking. So some say those, they were those daughters he had, and I believe it because when the Bible says your daughters are here, that means they were those who were married. Ah, may our daughters be married to sound, sensible men in Jesus' name. Look, there was danger, and they thought he was joking. How can you not listen to your father-in-law? Hey, I didn't even think about that, but let our daughters be married to people who can listen to sound advice in Jesus' name. So, that's how she looked back. They said maybe she was thinking about her children. Well, that's understandable. But I was thinking, hmm, there could be many reasons. Maybe she was just a woman who was just discontent. She was just not happy. There are people who are just not happy about anything. They always think the grass is greener on the other side. They're always thinking the other person is doing better. Hating people, envious of people. Even in this, type of, in this time of danger, she was still looking back, thinking, oh, maybe, I don't know why she was thinking. I was like, she was not grateful. Because, imagine, there were just a few of them. How many were they? Five of them. And the rest of the people were being destroyed in Sodom and Gomorrah. She should have had a grateful heart to say, oh, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? I did not do anything to deserve this. You saved me. You chose to bring me out of this city before it was destroyed. But she, she chose to take the word of the Lord for granted. And she turned into a pillar of salt. She looked to the past. There is nothing in your past. We always say this and it's like a cliche. But it is true. People who are, who are not grateful celebrate their past more than their present. Your present is a gift because... It's really an insult to think that your past is better than your present. Because do you think God who moves backwards? 
It does not move backwards. It's always in the business of making things better. If you think your past was beautiful, wait until you see your future. He says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 10, do not say why were the old days better than these? For it is unwise for you to ask about this. I like that scripture. It always would remind me, "Mm -mm, it is not wise to think that the old days were better than now. This, the now is better than the old days. And the future is going to be better than now. Amen. You know why she felt like maybe the present was hard? Because the present, most times we are faced with troubles in the present. But in the past, we have conquered those troubles. So we think it was cool. The present, it was not easy for them to run. Imagine running away, leaving the city with nothing. That's why it must have been hard for her. Living with nothing. Living with nothing. Oh my goodness, I have nothing. There's difficulty. I don't know if there were mountains. They had to climb. It is, the present is hard. Your present might be hard. But don't worry about it. Because your present is preparing you for your future. There are some things that you have to conquer now so that you will enjoy in the future. Amen. Maybe I was also thinking another reason could have been a lack of forgiveness in her heart. Maybe she had some enemies in the city. So she was now like, (laughs) see where they are and see where I am. Let them die over there. All the ridicule, they've been ridiculing me and my family. Uh See, my God is fighting for me. The Bible says, it says not to rejoice over our enemies. Proverbs 24, 17. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. It is not easy not to rejoice at the downfall of your enemies. In fact, there's always that little thing. You're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but, you know, when, when I would say that, I would like, God would be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, God, I should not be part of that. Because it is not for me. Oh, the only thing I should be rejoicing over is the fact that their even plans did not come to pass over my life. That's the only thing I should rejoice about. Not about their downfall. God is doing something in their lives. God is dealing with them in a way that he sees sees fit. It's not for me to start rejoicing. I hope we're hearing this. Amen. So another reason. I think she was just used to defying authority. She was just a woman who defied authority. I was like, if you like Lot's wife, if you like looking back that much, why didn't you look back when Lot was leaving Abraham? They're looking back now when they're being destroyed, but you didn't look back. Why? What could it have been? What could the reason be? Maybe she just felt like, oh, this Sarah. I'm just under the shadow of Sarah, mother of, of nations, mother of nations. Oh, my. Me too, I'm a mother of nations. And which is true. Everybody is a leader. But there are some people in, in some areas of your life, you're supposed to follow some people. And when God has asked you to follow, follow diligently. Do not defy authority. Because you are exposing yourself to unnecessary danger. That's what she did. If she had stayed there, her children would have stayed and learned some morals from, uh, from Grandma Sarah. They would have learned some morals from her. But she decided, oh, I know it all. I'm not, I'm not. Maybe she was even the one, let's go, let's go, telling Lord, yeah, let's go. We know ourselves women. Let's go now. We're tired. We're tired. She was not even focused about the fighting of the servants. Her own was Sarah, maybe. 
because she was defying authority. And you know that when somebody is doing something, it starts from little to little. The person keeps graduating. A person does not just steal a million. They start from five naira. Five naira. Ten. Twenty. A hundred. And then, you know, a person feels comfortable doing it as if there's nothing wrong with it. Take a a million naira and the person will not even hide it anymore. Well, that's, I think, I believe that's what happened to her. She had been defying authority little by little. Because I was like, oh my goodness, the Lord did not even have mercy on her. Boom! The minute she looked back, pillar of salt. Why all of a sudden? Because it was just all of a sudden to us, but maybe it had been happening many times. God will help us to obey authority in the name of Jesus. No matter how smart we are, we will obey authority because there's a blessing in doing that in Jesus' name. What's on that? The Holy Spirit taught me something. That when you see somebody in a scandal, you know sometimes, or big men or big women, sometimes they will be in a scandal. There will be a national scandal or international scandal. And most times, we as people will be excited. Eh? So this is how the person is. Uh That that we have our opinions, we start talking, saying this and that about the person. I always say this, and mm, God loves this man. This is grace at its best. Why do I always say that? Because I always think, mm, God could have just killed the man. The man would have just died on the spot. God would have said, I have been patient with you. You, have, you don't want to repent. Now you are dying. But God would rather expose you and put you to shame into the, and the whole world would see you just to save your soul. He's a faithful God. So, I hope you would also have that perspective when somebody is being shamed that mm, God loves them. Something worse could have happened. They could have died, but they still have a chance to repent. Grace, that is grace. That's God's grace. It is not about us knowing all the evil people do. It's about us seeing the grace of God over that person's life. And when we see that grace, it will apply to our lives as well. Because God will be teaching us mm, the little things, the little foxes. Be careful of those little foxes which spoil the vine. It starts little and it ends up big. I believe that's what happened to Lord's wife. But God will help us to focus on him day by day in the name of Jesus. Not to live in fear. To live in his love. To focus on him because we are his children. To understand his love. Like pastor always tells us. When you know who you are in Christ. You will flee. You will flee from sin. You will not be living in sin. Because your, your heart is in Christ. How do we stay warm and hot and fervent in Christ? By doing the simple thing, I always like to, to, to say it. Read your Bible, pray every day. That's it. It is not complicated. Read your Bible and pray every day. It's not in big things. It is in small things. Just like the small things do end up being bad. The small things can end up, end up doing big, mighty things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So those are the reasons I think why lost wife Lot's wife looked back. And her actions, obviously, had an effect on the family. There were repercussions. But before I even talk about that one, oh my goodness, these girls are amazing. They saw their mom turning into a pillar of salt and they continued walking. Amazing girls. Because I'm like, oh my, this would have been a very sad moment. They would have run to hug salt. Oh, to cry over salt. 
Oh my, my mommy. But the Bible doesn't say anything. So I think they continued walking. Even Lord himself, he continued walking. This journey of Christianity, the spiritual journey, is an individual journey. We do it as a family, but it's an individual journey at the end of the day. Keep walking. Do not go, don't do the wrong things because that person you love so much does those, those things. No. You have yourself to answer to God at the end of the day. God do not say, oh, what did your husband say? What did he do? What did your wife say? What did he do? What did your children say? What did they do? What did I say? God will ask. And what did you do? You will have yourself to answer. You answer for yourself. You will not answer for your husband. We will not answer for your, your wife. You will not answer for anybody. So sometimes you should, like I said, intervene. Just speak once and pray. Don't be overly concerned about the other person. You will have a high blood pressure. You can't sleep because the person is doing wrong. Leave that person to God. The one who created them knows them best. And he will sort them out. Amen. So amazing girls. But at the end of the day, in the long run, her absence, her being a pillar of salt there, made them do a wrong thing. And incest was introduced into the family because the mother was busy being a pillar of salt. Incest. They decided, oh my goodness, we are ladies and nobody is here in this valley to marry us. Let's make our daddy drunk and let's sleep with him. And they slept with him. They fell pregnant and they had those Moabites and Ammonites who were the, the cursed nations. Because obviously incest is bad. We already know. We already know. We already know. So how does this apply to us? As mothers, you know I like to preach this gospel. Let's talk to our children about societal ills. Sexual abuse in particular. Let's talk about this. Let's not think they don't know anything about it. They do. We have to say there is no topic that is off limits nowadays. We have to keep talking to them about everything because the fact that they are not, we are not hearing does not mean it's not happening. It is happening. They have friends. We come to church. They have friends. Even our coming to church sometimes, they're like laughing at us. All they know is pray and pray in tongues. They're not even watching. We will watch and pray in Jesus' name. We will always watch and pray in the name of Jesus. And God will keep our children in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just like the children said, we and the children that God has given us are made for signs and wonders. When they hear our children's names, they will be for celebration in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will grant us wisdom to talk to them, to know how to talk to them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then, I was looking at myself. How does this relate to myself, to me, Pastor Namti now, as the mother, God, that has made me to be at the Fountain of Life Church. I said, Lord, I don't want to be a pillar of salt. That's why I have to say these things. There are some things which are not comfortable, but I have to say them because they are happening. If the uncle is sleeping with your son, that's an, or your, your son is sometimes son, sometimes your daughter. It is wrong. No matter how much money the uncle has, choose your child. Many women choose the person with money over their children. Money, money is not everything. You know, it is God who brings down and lifts up. He's the one who makes one rich and makes one poor. It's God. Trust him. Once you trust him and get a revelation from him, you'll be rich. Just trust him. Believe in his word. Believe in all his promises. 
The difference between that level of poverty you are facing and the, the wealth that you want is the promise. Promise of God. Promise of God, a yea and amen. You believe the word of God, he acts on it. It is the word that you believe that he will act on. Yes. We have to trust in him. Amen. So, incest. And not to be paranoid about this. I've met some women who are paranoid. To be, they're watching their husbands. Is he... Is he sleeping with my baby? Is he touching my baby? No, let's not be paranoid. Sometimes, like the Bible says, what I feared most happened. Do not live in fear. But be watchful. Even women sometimes are the ones abusing children. If anybody, I'm talking about this because somebody might be sitting here and they're molesting their children. If you are here, it is time for you to repent. Remember Lord's wife. I have to say it because it happens. Remember Lord's wife. Repent to not abuse those children. You are destroying their future. Many people are angry. You don't know why people are angry. It is because of what they faced when they were younger. People, sometimes the people we respect the most are the ones who are destroying the nation the most. God will grant us wisdom in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So speak to your children on a weekly basis. At least once a week. Don't say I spoke to them last year. They know. No, speak to them again. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God, that's us. Even for them, keep talking to them because a lot of things happen. They will not be attacked by any form of demons in the name of Jesus. They'll be protected under the shadow of the Almighty in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Another thing I wanted to say is, you know, these women, they were under pressure because they were matured singles to lost children. They were matured singles. There's no fear. Don't be afraid and think you're not going to be married. There are no men. There there are men. All things are possible. You know, I've shared this story. How one person shared in in church one time and said, your husband, I was in church. And with my physical eyes, I was also not seeing any men in church. But the person said, your husband might be packing his bags right now, coming to meet you here in Europe. Maybe they're in Africa. Maybe they're in in Asia. Maybe they're in um, Australia. I held on to that word. For me, that was the word of prophecy. I was like, hmm, I like that. Maybe my husband is packing his clothes and he's coming to see me. And just because I decided to foolishly receive that word, God did it that way. He was not packing to come and see me, but in the fact of the matter is he packed his clothes, he packed his suitcase, he went to Motala Mohammed Airport. He landed at Heathrow Airport. He's going, da- and, and, and Papa God is like, you're going to meet your wife today. And he's, he's walking. They're asking, what are, what are you here to do with immigration? Oh, I'm here to, I'm here to, to minister. God, God is laughing. The angels are like, no, no, no. You've come to meet your wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> God will do it whichever way. He's God. He's the one who woke you up this morning. That's a miracle to wake up in the morning, to sleep. You don't know what's happening and you wake up. You think he will not be able to help you find somebody to get married to. He will. If he he has done it for me and if he has done it for others, he will do it for you too. You are his child. He cares about you. So do not fret. And then 
those of us who are aunties, I know somebody here is somebody's auntie. You have your brother, you have your sister, and you have nieces, you have nephews, especially nieces who are sing, who are matured singles. You are putting them under pressure. Some of them are, not, are even afraid to attend uh, family functions because hey, when are you? Always, look at the others. When are you? When is your own happening? Hey, na na na, this and that, this and that. And the others will say, oh, next time it will be yours, oh, in Jesus' name. That's an, an unsolicited prayer. It is not anointed. You can pray for them in the secret of your place. Pray for them. And the person would know. God can actually tell you. It's not like we shouldn't say those things anymore. God can actually tell you to say that thing. That's if you're really hearing God. Not just a cliche. Just because the person is waiting on the Lord and they're suffering. You know how it is. Please, if you're not here, tell your friend who is the one doing that to, to single ladies. They're putting them under pressure. It is not good for them. What about married men? I told you I don't want to be a pillar of salt. What about married men who, are, who think are doing those single ladies a favor? I want to sleep. They want to sleep with them because they are playing on their vulnerability because they are vulnerable. Obviously, they also want, they want to have sex. So they make themselves available. We call them in South Africa, they are, they are called blessers. Because they have, I think here they said they are called Aristo. Some of them would even have, they would rent a flat for women because they have money. They would rent a flat, they would do this. They were using their money to destroy somebody else's child. Remember or remember, you have your own children too. God will keep your children in Jesus' name. Amen. But don't forget the principles of life. What to sow, you reap. Do not sow the seeds you don't want to reap. In Jesus' name, God will help us. Amen. Amen. That's not to say all the, the, the ladies also. Please do not follow. Especially in church. Why would you follow a married man in church? This is the house of God. Remember Lord's wife. Remember Lord's wife. Remember Lord's wife. Some things the Bible says should not be mentioned in our midst as the children of God. Amen. And for one word of encouragement for those ladies, why I'm talking about them? Because Lord's children slept with him. Because when you are mature single, you are, you, it is understandable. You get under pressure. You feel like, oh my goodness, it's not going to happen and I want to have a child. Maybe I'll just go and get a sperm donor and have a child. I always say, no, 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 no. That's, I know it is because of your needs. But you're not thinking about the child you're going to give birth to. I'm like, I grew up in a single parent home. I didn't know my dad until now. I still, I mean, uh, he died eventually, but I've met the family. So I know what, what goes on. So what about that child? You went to get a sperm donor and you felt pregnant because you want to have a child. A child might be in Jamaica and they were like, maybe my dad is from Jamaica. They may be in Congo. Maybe I'm from here. And you know how people can look alike sometimes. A person might be in America. Hey, maybe I'm I'm American. Confusion. You're saying, oh, what about those who are orphans? Those who are orphans are waiting for people to adopt them. Because they are God's children. They're already here. At least their own testimony would be, somebody came and saved me. So if you really, really have to have a child, I would advise. Remember I talked about advice. I would advise, go and adopt a child. It is not a sin. It is to the glory of God. You are helping somebody. And 
Don't think, oh, if the men see, me, see a child follow me around, they will not, no. You are going to get married to an anointed man of God and that sensible man of God will see you even if there are 10 around you. They will still pick you up. They will still pick and get married to you. So do not be afraid. There's trust in God. Hallelujah. In closing, Lot was given the mountain, but he said the valley. How was that? My, my, my. Lot's wife, again. Why didn't you say, come on, my husband, we can do it. We are together. We can do this. Let's climb the mountain. What is the mountain? We have faced worse. We just climbed the mountain. We've come from far. We've been moving from place to place. We moved from our original country. We stayed with our original city. We stayed with Abraham. We moved from there to Sodom and Gomorrah. We can do this. The mountain is enough. As a family, we can fight this mountain. Come on. We can do it. He needed to encourage him. She was such a nonchalant when not pick the valley. Today, I'm here to encourage you to pick the mountain. When God gives you the mountain, no matter how difficult it is, you will climb it because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. You can do it. The joy of the Lord will continually be your strength. You can face every mountain with God ahead of you. The God that is in you will help you do wonders. Do not choose the valley. Do not be a pillar of salt. Do you know how we become a pillar of salt? The things that I was warning us about, when you say things about somebody, you don't even know that sometimes you become stagnant in one area of your life. That's being a pillar of salt. And you don't know, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You don't know it's because of the words you say. God will help us watch our words in the name of Jesus. We will be happy people, we will be joyful people climbing the mountain with Jesus. We will give all people around us flavor in the name of Jesus. Because woman, you are a blessing. Because yes, woman, you will change the world. Your life will change the world. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord over your life. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord over your children. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord over your husband. It is well with you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you wherever you go. He is your God. He created you. Everything was created by him and for him. You were created for him. He will not forget you. He has not forgotten you. No matter what you are going through, you have not been forgotten. You are a child of God and your life will continue to shine wherever you go in the name of Jesus. You are climbing the mountain and people will think you are in the valley because you'll be climbing with ease. Because the spirit of God is upon you. The spirit of God will show you what to do. The wisdom will set you apart because the spirit of God is upon you. You will not leave your Jesus because the words of life are in him. The words of life are in Jesus. There is no other God but your God. You would serve your God until the end and your children will serve your God in the name of Jesus. Those who have gone wayward, we call them back in the name of Jesus. We call them back to the fold in the name of Jesus because we have been faithful to the Lord. Because we are his children, he will also make sure that our children are in the fold. They will worship our God. They will not go astray in the name of Jesus. They will not get married to wrong people in the name of Jesus. And there will be no incest in our families in the name of Jesus. We will not make wrong decisions in the name of Jesus. We will not be put under pressure in the name of Jesus. Every day we will focus on the Lord who is the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off-town planning way in Lukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. 
God bless you.